Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now we are so pleased to have returning to the show the CEO of the Oregon Golf Association, our good friend Barb Trammell. Good morning, Barb. How are you this morning? Good morning, Jason. Hi, Harold. I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Good. Harold uh, sent me uh, a copious uh, email on Monday with this uh, economics data uh, <laughs> collected and uh, also kind of the state of the industry and its impact for the state of Oregon. And uh, yeah. before we kind of get into some of the details and, and what it indicates about the industry moving forward, just I, I think people... Uh, especially the recreational golfers out there don't quite understand uh, the size and scope of the industry as a whole and what it provides for the state of Oregon. Just give uh, people an idea of how big and how all encompassing uh, golf is for Oregon. Yeah. Well, so I think, you know, most people who play golf obviously enjoy it and, and just think about it as a recreational pastime, a sport that they enjoy and, and a, a game that they love to play. But you know, it really is, and one of the primary reasons for doing these economic impact studies is to show, particularly in our case, Oregonians, uh, just how impactful this game, as you as we see it, is as an industry and what it contributes to the state of Oregon. And, uh, and it's massive in, in terms of, you know, when you take overall economic impact itself is $1.6 billion, billion with a B, Dollars and and provide sixteen thousand five hundred jobs um, here in the state alone. So um, you know one of one of the main reasons is for us to be able to show um, decision makers, legislators, governor's office, for instance, and 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 just overall uh, business leaders in in the state just how important the uh, the game of golf is and obviously it reaches and has impact in other areas as laid out in this report environment uh, environmental impact charitable impact uh, health and wellness benefits so just the scope of it um, you know all of us who play the game should be really proud of the fact that it, it contributes so much positivity to the state of Oregon well, it certainly did in 2020 uh, as far as uh, providing mm -hmm. us a place to be. Now, this study was in uh, was 2019 numbers, and when you say $1.6 billion, what is, what is wrapped up into that number? So that encompasses a lot of different areas. Um, golf facility contributions, in other words, rounds of golf, green fees, cart fees, everything that a consumer would 
pay or purchase at a golf facility. Uh, with Oregon, for instance, we have 177 facilities throughout the state. And one item of note is, is 83% of those are public golf facilities. You know, golf has gotten a bad rap in the, in the past that it's, it's all private country clubs. And uh, that is just not the case. Uh, it's very accessible to the public sector. Uh, beyond, you know, what's spent at the facilities, it's um, manufacturing, retail, everything that's uh, been spent on that side, as well as capital improvements. When you think of all, um, you know, things that are related with capital improvements go, that goes into golf courses themselves, um, and, and just overall, um, you know, contributions from other kind of um, spending that is associated with golf, like tourism, that's wrapped in, up into those numbers as well. Chatting here with Barb Trammell, uh, CEO of the uh, OGA. Uh, heading up this uh, economic impact study that was just come out. The market overall, you mentioned uh, 177 golf facilities, over 80% are public with, and and I know that these these numbers don't necessarily include 2020 and, and the impact we right. saw with COVID, but anecdotally, we know so many people turned to golf, uh, yep. either returning to it for the first time or those that played some played a lot more. Right. Does is, is the current uh, amount of facilities and accessibility? Do you think that's enough for the demand, or do you think uh, is the industry thinking we don't know if this demand is going to keep up once things start returning to normal and a lot of the other recreational entertainment options that weren't available return to people? Yeah, Jason, you've, you've, that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question that we're all you know wondering. Uh, I, I think. Part of us doing this uh, study, and at the time that we did it, the, the research was conducted last year throughout 2020, but obviously uses the prior year's data for the report. So it, it kind of is a sort of a nice dovetail, and, and you'll see we're doing kind of a, a two-week social media campaign for education and awareness uh, with the hashtag uh, Golf Good for Oregon to, to point out the various areas of, of impact. And you'll see on those social media posts that, in 2020, uh, even because of COVID, uh, you know, the golf as an industry experienced a, an 8% increase in participation. So we're obviously seeing numbers in 2020, and I, I think any facility operator you would talk to would tell you that, you know, even in Oregon, I've talked to some facilities that experienced as much as a 15% increase at their facilities in terms of rounds, which is huge. So uh, I, I think we'll see more of a level set in 2021. I think we'll still see the demand. It's already starting out to be that uh, this year. Obviously, weather has a lot to contribute to that. But um, it remains to be seen, you know, as far as supply and demand, I, I think we're on really we're on the right track. And I, I don't really see things as, as you know, going one way or the other, too much demand or, or uh, too much supply, so I think we're at uh, I think we're at a good place right now. But we saw a lot of uh, facilities that were you know tee times were booked uh, all day long, which was again great for the industry. There's been uh, you mentioned in the impact study uh, the environmental impact, and I, I right. this can't be uh, pushed aside. This is really important stuff. And can you it speak is. just a little bit on that? Well, and again, I think it's something we can really be proud of in Oregon. 
Uh, Oregon was the first state that initiated a best practices management platform that is now done throughout the nation. And I think it was back in 1999. Uh, and kudos to the Golf Course Superintendents Association of Oregon who uh, led that charge. Uh, as I said, it's now been adopted nationwide. Uh, we really have led the way in terms of environmental uh, best practices and, and what we do for the environment. I mean, Oregon, I think from 10 years ago, even uses 8.8% 8, 8 .8 less water on their facilities um, than in the past. And as you know, particularly in California, water is a huge issue. But it's a huge issue nationwide as well. But I think just, you know, those couple of points really, uh, you know, give you, let you know that Oregon is really leading the way in terms of environment. Uh, I think we're sixth in the numbers of percentages of Audubon certified facilities in the country. So uh, again, another uh, another specific that points to us being a leader. Uh, as far as maybe some areas where the the uh, impact study showed uh, golf could seize more or provide a bigger impact, what are operators, facilities looking at um, as ways to to increase that impact for them, uh, revenue streams? Uh, and taking advantage of, uh, I don't know, crossover, the tourism aspect or other mm -hmm. sorts of uh, things to, to partner with that people who love to go and take in golf would, would also be interested in doing? Yeah, I think you, you've seen across the board. And I will say, you know, one point with COVID, um, you know, we speak to the increased rounds, new people coming into the game, people who already played golf uh, playing more, and, and that really shows that golf itself is truly uh, a safe recreation, even in the, in the age of COVID. Uh, it, it really was natural, a way to naturally self-social uh, distance people uh, between those that they played with. I think you saw, however, a lot of facilities suffered from the standpoint of could not hold big events anymore because of the restrictions on gatherings. Food and beverage revenue suffered, uh, large events suffered. So there was a bit of a trade-off in terms of uh, golf facility operators losing money on, on one hand, but they increased rounds and, and participation. So uh, that helped. But I think you saw there was a lot of creativity across the board with facility operators in bringing people to their facility, coupling it with you know what they could do in terms of utilizing box lunches, maybe having some other entertainment on site as well, uh, events that they could hold and could hold safely but would restrict gatherings. You saw a lot of, uh, a lot of facilities taking advantage of just uh, trying to be creative with uh, keeping people at the facility and keeping them engaged and playing more golf. For people that want to uh, look more into this, uh, get the summary, see some of those details, those uh, social media uh, posts, uh, yep. where should they head to uh, for more details about it? So the Golf Alliance of Oregon website, and that's golfallianceoregon.com, uh, has the full report itself. There is also a fact sheet, sort of a summary sheet, of all the kind of the highlights of the report. And then you'll see the social media posts uh, from all of our respective organizations on the Alliance for the next two weeks that we'll all be sharing and retweeting um, for, the next, for the next couple of weeks. So golfallianceoregon.com, and you can get all the uh, details there. 
Well, we always uh, appreciate you making time for us here and uh, look forward to uh, seeing things uh, start to warm up as the weather does, as well as uh, food and beverage and, and hopefully soon some more of the, uh, the bigger events, the charity tournaments uh, that we have all enjoyed so yeah. much in the past. We're looking forward to getting back to normal. And uh, Harold, I was told not to take a lot of time because you're uh, you've got to head out to the golf swap. I, I hear. Yes, I'll I'll be there. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be down there, but uh, uh, today you're probably taking the day off. I know how hard you work. Uh, <laughs> I, take I, a little time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm going to head to the club great. swap. We'll chat about that a little bit. That sounds great. Thanks for helping us out. There you go. Thanks so much, Barb. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.